Good morning, everyone. I was just wondering if somebody could just star two and raise their hand if they can hear me. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. So this is Linda, and I'm really excited to um, facilitate your call this morning. Looks like we have a good number of folks on. So we will get started with a prayer. So, placing our hands on our heart, taking that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this sacred, safe space to share with our brothers and sisters any seeming challenges, any ahas, any thing that we feel will be helpful, any experience that we've had. We're so grateful to Jennifer, our teacher, and our entire Masterful Living community for bringing us all together. We're grateful for the sharing and the healing that we will do in this hour. We're grateful for our classes. We're grateful for the light shining in all the areas where it has been dark for so long. And we're grateful for the increase of love flowing through our hearts that we're able to share with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, I accept and allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. Okay, everyone, I'm going to unmute everyone. So if you have background noise, please be mindful of that. Um, you can star six to mute if you don't have a mute button. Um, you can star seven then to talk, or you can star two to raise your hand if you don't feel that um, you just want to jump in sometimes. So here we go. We're all unmuted. And... Go ahead and let us know who you are and where you're from, and we can get started. This is Susan from Minnesota. This is Diane from New Hope. Kaitlyn from Western New York. Hi, it's Sheila from Southern Louisiana. I'm glad to be with you guys today. It's Carol from California. Lori from North Carolina. Hello, it's Akash from England. So good morning, everyone. Who would like to start the sharing this morning? Hi, this is Susan. Um, I have had two sort of... I, I'm not sure ex exactly how to describe the experiences this week. 
Um, I was supposed to have um, elbow surgery on Tuesday, and I kept feeling <clears throat> like there was something wrong. And so I uh, took the seven steps uh, to, I can't remember what exactly the title is about fear, and Jennifer laid out seven steps to do. And so I did the seven steps, and um, I, I kept doing them. And then um, the, today is Saturday. So Friday morning, I woke up, and the message was so strong to cancel the surgery. And I didn't know why, I, you know, other than I'd been having these red flags. I was really uneasy about it. Um, and I decided that rather than discount what I was, you know, quote-unquote hearing, uh, to go ahead and honor it. So I canceled the surgery. And um, I felt this enormous weight lifted off of my shoulders. And I'm not sure, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not discounting the possible need for surgery, but I think that um, the surgeon and the circumstances of where I was going to have the surgery and all of that was just not right. And um, and so, you know, there's part of me that is really proud of me and patting myself on the back and saying, good for you, good for you. And then there's part of me that goes, oh, my God, you know, what have I done um, but I, I'm more on the, um, good for you, you know, you honored that and, um, you asked for guidance, you got it and, um, and you don't know what is coming next, but, you know, whatever it is, is for my own good. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing is I have been having a lot of trouble with my daughter and our relationship, and um, it's a very long story, and I don't want to go into it all, but I've been working on that, and um, and last week, I think again on Thursday, um, she posted on Facebook that she was having trouble with obsessive thoughts and um, wanted suggestions, and so I wrote to her and I said, you know, if you're really serious, if this isn't, you know, because sometimes people will do stuff on Facebook as sort of a joke. I said, if you're really serious about this, let me know and I'll, I'll you know, we can talk about it. And um, she's she can't quite bring herself to talking with me on the phone about it or uh, meeting with me to, to talk about it, but she ask if I would send her um, some suggestions via email. So um, I went to iTunes and picked out several of the um, podcasts from Jennifer, and um, I've listed out the steps from the the seven steps class, and I'm sending it to her, and I have, I have no idea what will happen. Um, she may totally reject the whole thing um and and I'm trying to not be offended by the fact that she won't meet with me, but grateful that she has at least reached out a little <laughs> to me, and so those are the two big biggies for me this week.
Well, Susan, this is Diane. I just, I just really want to congratulate you. I think it's huge to, um, to have, you know, to really exercise or cultivate the willingness to ask for guidance and then listen to it and act on it with something as big and specific as surgery. Um, I, my contract has, my part of my contract at least has been, you know, that I really aspire to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit so clearly that there's just no question, you know, and that mm-hmm. and that I have the willingness to act on it. And so since that's been on my mind and my heart so much, I just really want to say hats off to you. And I, I, I'd like to think that, um, you know, it's it's like a muscle that we're exercising, that trust muscle. And um, I, I just, this, it's inspiring. So thank you. And um, also, you know, with your daughter and, uh, I want to thank you, by the way, because all of those, and Susan, I know you've been on these community calls a lot. You've really created them for us, all of you who have been on so consistently. And so I've been tracking, you know, different things with people's relationships because I have a pretty big challenge in that area myself. And um, and again, thank goodness, right, that Jennifer says if we really want to wake up, we will have somebody really challenging in our life. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, yay. All right, guess I'm doing yeah, something. Right. You know, and... Um, but, uh, it, again, just, like, to never give up. I mean, that was on – I'm only up to, like, the, the class on July 25th. But, you know, when she said, just never give up. And um, and so and, – and I hear you because I have offered so many things to my heart, to my husband and my family because as a life coach and as I have – and an energy practitioner, I have all this stuff. And I have, I have had so many experiences of feeling – um, kind of dissed, you know, disrespected mm-hmm. and everything. Oh yeah. And so that's that's up for me for healing, obviously, you know, that because I have so much of my um, self worth tied up in what I do, and I'm really clear that I've got a special relationship with my husband and with my um, and with my work. Um, so I'm really clear on that. And so I just again want to say I I know what it feels like to offer something with so much love and so much desire to help somebody else. And then when it's not it's not received, um, that's that's about them. It's not about us. But I just want to say I know what that feels like to go like, oh man, you know, yeah. nobody respects me, nobody loves me. Yeah, thank you. Yes. So good for you. <laughs> and keep us posted because it'd be so great if she could open up, you know. But it's really wow, about it her. Carol, Carol. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, Carol. Uh, I had a nobody loves me day this week and respects me. It was intense, though. So it must be coming up for healing on the family side. I have with my special. I guess every uh, special relationship is a family, right? A family member of your job, like you were saying. Um, But I had started trying to have more connection with my 11-year-old granddaughter and had promised a few trips this summer. The problem with me is I promise too many things. <laughs> hey, I can make you guys happy. And we had set up to go to San Francisco, which is about a two-hour drive with a friend, and one of her friends and I were going to go. Picked her up, go to pick her up at her mom's work, and the girl's on crutches, and they didn't even tell me, right? And I'm not going to drag a girl around San Francisco, Golden Gate, and do all the things that we were going to do at the uh, Academy of Sciences, on crutches. Oh, she'll be fine, you know. So I didn't go. I, I listened to myself said, no, we're not going to do this. This is going to be exhausting. Because all we did was go to the 
we went to the market to get something to eat. She was already tired just from doing that, so we said, just go local. Well, we get back to my home, and she's wanting to do more, and I'm taking care of her, getting a wheelchair going and all that. <laughs> and the friend was tired, too. And she calls her mom and says, Grandma's got me in the room locked up and saying I can't go anywhere. And she won't, it's not a fun day. And and my son starts calling me, saying, you got to take her to a movie or a, an arcade or something. So what the hell? You know? <laughs> I felt completely attacked and uh, not taken care of and respected. And I got really mad. And I said, you know what? That's it. Because he called two or three times. Where's the parent? i got to get these kids to him. You can come take him down to me at 445. You know. <laughs> Drove them over there. I had boundaries that they were tough to do, but they were, and they felt like horrible frustration. And But I... I felt like I took care of myself, yet it was, you know, hard to do in, in a nice way. Any feedback on that? Uh, you, you know, this is Diane again, and, and I have to watch myself because I feel like I always have something to say. But um, what what two things just struck me with what you said. Um, boundaries, which are really important um, for us all, for uh, an expression of self-love. And... Um, and, and you said something about doing something in a nice way. And I, I I have found for myself that because I don't set boundaries well, by the time I um, – but by the time I finally do, like I'm over the top. And so then it is hard to say something in a nice way because I haven't been taking care of myself all along. And so because I, you know, like, oh, do everything for everybody, take care of everybody. I mean, that's my story that I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty aware of. And so um, take care of everybody but myself. And so what I was going to say is that I think there's a difference between being very specific and being, you know, mean or serious or whatever. You know, you can very kindly set boundaries from a self-loving place. And since we're all one, it is really uh, loving for them too. Now, and we obviously can't control how somebody else reacts. But because um, that's not our, that's 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 not our responsibility. Our responsibility is ourselves. Our ability to respond to the situation. And I think um, so. I'm I'm just I'm, I'm and and to me boundaries are like you know when you're very specific about behaviors and you know you don't talk, you don't speak in, in judgments or opinions. It's like this is what's okay. This is not okay. You know. And like when somebody says this or that to me, you know that's not acceptable to me. And we're we're allowed to say that. That's an act of self love. And I um so I'm not sure if I'm helping here at all, but I mean I, I just think that um and there's there's nothing wrong with kindly saying what's what's true for you about what's okay and what's not. And and also, you know, that, that of course, you know, you want to have a loving experience with them, but it it takes two to tango, <laughs> you know. That that does help. Um it was to the point of pushing too far that I got so angry. You know, the calls sure. and the sides and mom working in the background not even talking to me, the mother. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that, it was awesome to hear a little. I just felt sick and toxic and slimed for about 24 hours. One of the... <clears throat> One of the um, things that Jennifer, a story that Jennifer told in her class um, was about her landlord, and she had moved into this apartment in Hawaii, and 
and there was some, some things that needed to be fixed, and he kept saying that he would do it, and then he didn't do it, and and she was getting really upset about it. And finally, you know, she turned to him and said, you know something? You're not allowed to treat me this way. I just will not allow it. And um, and and as long as you're unwilling to follow through with, you know, what you have promised, then I'm going to move out, <laughs> you know. And she... Um, and she, you know, she stood up. She said, what I did is I realized that I needed to love myself first. And by letting him get away with this was not loving me or him. And um, and so I, I, you know, I, I think that you got, um, what do you want to call it, backsided? Um, by showing up and finding out that all of this was going on. Um, but I think that you have every right to, you know, say, you know, you, I, I'm not going to allow you to treat me this way. And then give them an alternative. Yeah. That, it feels like just because I got angry and out of control myself a bit, that I was wrong and bad and... They're not going to love me. No, I don't think, you know, I know you may have felt that way, um, but I think it was a, a wake-up call to know that you don't have to be treated that way. This is Lori. You know, um, I've had a lot of things go on this week, and the ego can be a booger. And um, but <laughs> one of the things that that brought to mind that you shared was what um, Jennifer has suggested that we read the fear and conflict and the cause and effect thing over and over. And what came to mind as you were sharing about your family was. Um, the paragraph in the fear and conflict, um, would it be okay if I shared it with you because it may, it may resonate with you? It sounds awesome. Okay. It says, fear is always a strain arising whenever what you want conflicts with what you do. This situation arises in two ways. First, you may dis- you choose to do conflicting things either simultaneously or successively. This produces conflicted behavior, which is intolerable to you because the part of the mind that wants to do something else is outraged. Second, you behave as you think you should, but without entirely wanting to do so. This produces consistent behavior, but it entails great strain. And then it goes on later to say, this arouses a sense of coercion that usually produces rage and projection is likely to follow. So it reminded me of that section just because when when we're doing something that we think we should or when our mind is split 
and we we perhaps haven't set a boundary or been self loving or loving to the other, it does produce that sense of of rage or anger. And um so it just sounds like you've had a perfect opportunity to view and to see what loving yourself could look like or how it could change it and it was a learning lesson that you can move forward with. And and I'm really grateful that you shared that because it was very <laughs> I needed to hear that. So thank you. It was foot to the metal, you know. <laughs> oh, I you know, it's it's been a week of really going, okay, spiritual practice doesn't mean you do your 20 minutes of meditation in the morning, you write down the 10 things you're grateful for, and then, boom, you go have your day. It's literally when the stuff is showing up, you're practicing in that moment. Like when somebody is coming at you, you're practicing. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the willingness to be in this moment. I'm grateful. Or you bring all of that stuff in as it's happening. And it's been more of an experience of that this week. It's been experiential. And and just one of those moments of, oh, yes, okay, there's a lot coming up. And that means that there's a huge breakthrough coming. Woohoo! Okay. Let me be happy with what is and just trust and I'm going to keep doing the work. But what's become really clear is I revert to the same three self-freaking-sabotage things every single time. And and it wasn't until I did the workbook this morning on self-sabotage, which I've been avoiding, that I was like, wait, what? it's the same. I What? I do the same thing every time. So I'm like, okay, well. It's all about partnering up in every moment. Partnering up because if I were partnered up, then the self sabotage wouldn't be happening. So, just been a very powerful learning. So, thank you everyone for letting me share that. Thank you. I'll have one more thing, Carol. Again. Um, I see that the family, that family, though, today for a few hours at a Taekwondo tournament, and I haven't seen the mother or, you know, my daughter-in-law who was working behind the scenes there with all the texting and how it's horrible. I haven't even talked to her yet, you know. So prayers for that, uh, for me to look at as this is turning into a holy relationship, (laughs) bit by bit. And not promise things I can't do. That stuff that I've been doing to hurt myself. Thank you. You know, this is Diane. Two things that came up in Lori, and um, thank you for sharing. Because what struck me, because my self sabotage is just so the patterns are so clear. Um, what I'm really working on is cultivating compassion for myself. Because what happens is I'll notice my patterns, and of course, go into judgment. Like, oh my gosh, you're doing it again. Like, what the heck? Instead of saying, wow, you're doing it again. Okay, you're doing it again. And 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 being with that without the judgment, which is certainly taking some practice. That's why, like you said, the spiritual practice is all about, 
you know, uh, continuing to apply this stuff throughout the circumstances of our day. And um, so for for all of us, I think, just this, this, that self-love and self-compassion to that and and we have we have brought on all this stuff for our learning so it's like okay these patterns are here for a reason and um and, and i don't know what it's for and i may never know what it's for i'd like to know what it's for but you know and maybe i'll know what it's for or maybe i won't know what it's for and um but just like you said, to to build the muscle so we can observe that that objective observer muscle, observe it when it's happening, so that we don't get emotionally hijacked and can make a different choice. And um, and so, yeah, I mean, and and you know, and and the stuff with our families, you know, uh, and and the the ones that are closest to us, which tend to bring up the the most challenges, oftentimes, um, you know, there there are processes that. That that do help, and that's why they say when, when we go back and and speak to others in terms, you know, using I terms like um, wh- when you said or you did this, you know, not not like when you were bad, but like when you said or did this, I felt this way because I have a need for, you know, for for love and acceptance, and um, you know, and 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 my request is that going forward, you know. We would do it this way. I mean, so I, I think once we can get beyond the emotions and uh, and the judgment of ourselves and others, uh, and kind of clear the space, the Holy Spirit will help us find the words to, you know, to set the boundaries and to um, and to make more loving choices. So, but anyway, I it, what really the, the biggest message here was just like oh, having compassion for ourselves for the the patterns that we've noticed and and to let the spirit do the heavy lifting if we can just clear the space of our judgments like i say surface and surrender diane <laughs> surface and surrender surface and surrender my judgments and opinions and all the junk i've gotten away so i can hear clearly what would be a more loving choice in terms of interacting with others so thanks <laughs> i've forgotten that tool of non-violent communication step that you just that yeah, I was, I, was, I was trying to remember that. I know there are five steps, and I'm thinking, yeah, it's uh, yeah, but, but I was but just thinking that helpful. too. That's one of my <laughs> We've all done that's that. My, <laughs> yeah, the MBA yeah. stuff. It's it really works. It, it really works, and I go back to saying it's when I and sometimes I have to really plan my conversation with somebody, <laughs> and especially if I've got emotions around it, because. I got to think. What do they actually say? What do they actually do? Or what do they not say or do? Because when I can operate on the level of behaviors and take my opinions and judgments about what a butthead they are out of the way, then um, and then yeah, then I I can come from a more loving communication. Yeah. So if, any, if others that aren't aware of it, it's called NDC or the Nonviolent Communication Process. Marshall Rosenberg. It's a fabulous process. You can find so much about it online. So. Um, yeah, just as a FYI. <laughs> yeah, I'm finding that what my one of my favorite um, self-sabotaging techniques is. Um, okay, so I'll compulsively eat. So what happens is I will you know, get to a certain point, I'll decide just to eat something, but I'll choose my self-sabotage to do it so that later I can feel guilty about it. So it's like this double, it's like rolled into one. It's like, okay, I'm choosing to do this 
so then I can beat myself up later and feel guilty about it so that I can continue to be a victim. And I'm like, wow, Lori, really? Like, wow. So it's just been interesting to see through doing the workbook that it's the same kind of thing with me that gets repeated, like three the same way all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, it's good that it's come to light. Um, and I'm grateful. And wow, until I wrote it down, I honestly did not see. It's like it was looking me in the face. Oh my God. Three, it's the same three things you do every single time. So I cannot even recommend the part in the workbook on the first chakra on self-sabotage highly enough. You know, this is Diane again. What really helped me, uh, and I forget which class it was, a relatively recent one, where Jennifer talked about us having kind of um, a racial memory. I'm not exactly how she put it, but for self, uh, for martyrdom and victimhood, and that actually really helped me because because what happens, I'll, I'll clearly see my victim. Like like when my victim thoughts come up, I'm like, oh no, you know, there they are again, and um and because self judgment is just so huge, I guess for most of us, because it's all the same, all self. But um, I, it it helped me to hear like, oh okay, like that's that's what we do, and so um and and Laura, to your point, I've just started work on the chakra stuff myself. So I'm like, I am just bound and determined to to clear this stuff out. And and so I think it's wonderful to kind of partner with our bodies and partner with obviously always with spirit, but um, to recognize those patterns. But um, uh, you know, so I, I I'm relative. I do. I've done a lot of this work on myself, but I, I the piece I think that's that I still need to cultivate is is the compassion when I notice those patterns. So. I'm going to go into the chakra work with a big <laughs> emblazon a sea on my forehead. <laughs> okay, Diane, you know, stuff's going to come up, and it's really good to notice it so you can surrender it. Um, but it's okay that you're part of the human race, and this is what we do. Yeah, thank you for that reminder, and I'll honestly say that since starting to do all of the work in the workbook, I've seen such huge shifts with my family for the better and and internally even the way that I relate to them has has really started to shift. So it's you know, it's I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the the difference I feel the difference where I go when I get a response from my family. My initial, you know, I received um, an email response to uh, my grandmother passed away and I wrote something to my family and I received a, a, a reaction from my uncle. And I didn't go to, oh, I'm a horrible person, I was wrong for sharing that. 
I went to, I, like, I actually smiled and I thought, how great is this? I'm seeing his funky side. Like, how great is this? And I just responded in a very, you know, loving way because I could see that what I wrote caused a reaction in him that was not even intended. So I started to see, wow, it, like, I got to see the piece of, wow, like, this is how he was reacting from a a place of his own call for love. And so it was just this, this really interesting experience where I got to actually have the experience of going, I understand that he's coming from his call for love instead of feeling attacked and going into victim mode, which I, which was my habit with my family. So I'm, I'm starting to see that more and, and just my intent and my, my deep desire is to be able to realize and see others cry for love instead of me going into judgment and also being able to love my own cry for love and 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 love myself through my cries for love. So I I think that that's the biggest piece I've gotten around doing this this first chakra work, which I'm you know which is huge and I'm so grateful for. And the stuff still comes up, and at the same time I know on the other end of it there's something else that's going to be amazing. So, you know, when she started talking about how Chapter 2 is all about prosperity and abundance, I'm like, okay, let me get through Chapter 1 first. And, you know, my family can be in a place where I feel good about, and then, wow, my finances and prosperity can be in a place that I feel good about? How awesome is that? So... I'm once again I'm just so grateful for this community and this class. That's great, Lori. Thanks for sharing that. It's it's inspirational. I'll I'll get moving on that stuff too. That's great. Thanks. Welcome. Folks, this is Linda. I just wanted to let uh let y'all know that I did mute out a couple of folks. Um Akash and Grace had a little bit of background noise. So if um, you or anybody else would like to speak and you can't hear yourself, you can star seven to talk or star two to raise your hand. Sweet Kaitleen, are you on the call? Because I've been thinking about you and I've been wondering how you're doing. I am. I was just getting ready to share. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. I I wanted to just say thank you, Susan, for bringing up the whole um, getting guidance thing because that's something I've been really thinking a lot about lately. And uh, some of you may or may not know who have been on the Facebook group that I was diagnosed with shingles on Monday. So my immediate response, of course, was, wait a minute, I was going to take a vacation next week because I'm on medical leave right now because I can't. I mean, Monday I can go back to work. And so I was just like, you know, that was my first response. And then it was like, okay, I don't know what anything is for. I don't know what anything is for. I don't know what anything is for. You know, and I just kept repeating that 
although I can laugh about it now, but at the time I was basically in tears. Um, and um, so what I decided to do was go through back through all the Finding Freedom. So I did like a mini uh, seven-week boot camp within four or five days. I'm still finishing up a couple on the last week, but... There was some real benefit going through all of that stuff in such a like concentrated amount of time because I couldn't really physically do anything because I was just in some pain and itching and you know all kinds of different stuff and physically didn't feel great and my my I was dizzy I'm still feeling a little like my brain is not connected um, right now but um, uh, but I could like focus I could sit there and focus on listening to other people and stuff like that. So um, anyway, uh, I am doing better. I actually slept last night. Um, so thank, I thank you for everybody for your prayers. But uh, um, my big relationship thing is with my landlord's children. And I've appreciated everybody's comments. And I had an encounter yesterday just with just non-response. I mean, just non-response. And I, I, initially, I, I just was like, what a jerk. And then I went, nope, no, nope, no, nope. love and gratitude, love and gratitude. This perfect person is perfect spirit. They're in my life or teach me a lesson, teach me, you know, not teach me a lesson, like, yeah, you need a lesson. Um, but I thank you, whoever brought that up about the reminder about Jennifer dealing with her landlord and, and you know, taking taking care of myself. One of the things I've realized is that ha- there are certain things that need to be done not because they need to be done, but because they're evidence of me taking care of myself and being kind to myself, like managing my finances, like doing my checkbook, keeping a tidy house, not doesn't have to be immaculate, but just because when junk when things clutter, clutter, clutter starts happening, then I get all whacked out and I think something's wrong with me and, you know, why can't I do this? And so What's the compassionate thing to do? And that's kind of been my mantra, I guess. What is the most loving thing to do? And that's what's in my contract, making the most loving decisions for me and everybody else. And it's taken me, what is this, August, to kind of begin to feel like that's actually becoming part of my daily, you know, it's becoming more of a natural response rather than the knee-jerk reaction of being mean to myself. So... It's it's been a good uh it's been a good sabbatical <laughs> the last few days. So thanks for asking, Lori. <laughs> Am I there? Actually, uh, thank you for sharing that because I was just thinking, you know, when I do the journal at night and it says, you know, ask for like. What did you do? Uh, what is it? What's the question like uh, for self-love? I guess whatever. And I can't think of things half the time. <laughs> and but I didn't really consider. Um, but it makes such perfect sense. It's like so obvious that, of course, like cleaning things up and decluttering your space is an act of self-love. Absolutely, you know. And as you said, taking care of yourself um, uh, in ways that I I don't always realize that that's what I'm doing. But but you're right. So and and that that maybe will give me a different approach to take to doing the dishes and, and all the resistance and resentment I feel around housework, <laughs> which I confess. Um, 
because it's if I if I thought of it as an act of self love of taking care of those things that are an extension of myself in this physical world, um, I could see that maybe I could reframe the whole thing. So thank you. And Grace, did you want to add to this conversation? Oh uh, yeah, I do. Hi everyone. Good morning. I'm sorry I'm a few minutes late. Um, yeah, I find that um, sabotage, self sabotage, is like really you know ingrained or I kind of have to work on changing that because it's true that those three go to and I'm I'm just like really um really just so grateful that we all can be together and talk about this issue that I think it's like one of those secrets that we kind of keep about what we really do and and I, and I think that's a big part of the judgment and the and then maybe the lack of respect that I have for myself because I go to one of these three uh, sabotaging mechanisms that I've, you know, kind of already um, kind of in- integrated into me. And I'm not sure if there's some kind of a, maybe some kind of a, uh, of a meditation, like a self-guided meditation that any of you know of that can kind of help us, help me or us, you know, release um, that that mechanism that it's, I feel like it's just you know so it's so ingrained in me that I consciously try not to do it and it just seems that I just automatically just go to it you know and I don't know why I do that I don't know why I'm sitting here asking myself why did you gain the five pounds you just lost <laughs> like it's always those that it's a weight issue and a food issue and you know, and I mean, I do really see a lot of changes since the Masterful Living class started in January, and I'm very, very grateful for that. And it's just maybe it's kind of like when you're going through a process and you find yourself some part, in some point in the process, and then you look back and you're like, wow, I really, I really have improved a lot. But then instead of like being grateful for that, I'll automatically go to like, oh my God, look at all the stuff you have to work on. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really grateful for you all. Thank you. This is Linda. I just wanted to add um, something that I found very helpful when I was uh, doing a lot of work around um, self-sabotage and self-love was on YouTube, um, Dr. Ihali Akale Hugh Lin from uh, Zero Limits that does the whole Pono Pono prayers has a meditation um, a guided meditation for the inner child that I found very helpful and I was doing on a daily basis for a while. So just thought I'd throw that out there because it just popped oh, in my head. You. You're welcome. This is Diane. I've used that one a lot too. Thanks for the reminder. I, I love that. I mean, I, I use Ho'oponopono all the time, but sometimes I'm doing it just when I'm standing in front of somebody else just because I'm frantically trying to clear my mind of... um a lot of negativity, and, and I, I don't always take the time to just, again, as an act of self-love, to just do it when I'm not necessarily in a crisis moment, just, like you said, as a loving experience. So thank you for that. It's another thing I can put in my journal that I did. <laughs> it's like it checked the box. I did something self-loving. <laughs> Hi, 
It's Carol for me getting on this call with self-loving. Me too. <laughs> yep, I asked what I should do today, and it was like, oh, right, the community call. I can finally make one. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> This is Diane. Another thing I, I I've been musing on is um, was Jennifer's comment about Venus being in retrograde and how much that is going to bring up um, stuff with relationships. And um, interesting, though, I think she said also with music and art. And um, given that my husband's a musician and is disabled and can't play music, and you know, I was thinking, oh man, maybe that's why things seem like they've been worse than ever. Um, and um, I go back to that idea that, that sometimes I'm not always aware, again, of all of the influences on us um, because I get so, um, maybe, maybe again, it's egotistical in a way that I'm that I'm thinking it's all me. <laughs> and so in some ways that's it, that doesn't serve me too well. Um, I always want to take responsibility for what I'm creating. Um, but, but sometimes I think, oh, wow, if there's stuff going on, you know, just to be open to the other – forces and energies and things that are kind of operating around us. Um, but, and maybe that's the ego's desire to, to figure it out, but I don't know. Uh, it, it, it just, again, gave me a feeling of more compassion for myself when I saw all this stuff coming up. It's like, okay, you know, it's, it is coming up for healing. And um, and just to, to continue to get my judgment out of the way, and kind of, as, as you said, Grace, you know, the self-sabotage stuff, it's like if we can just notice what we do and and hand over the judgment of it, um, then we we clear the space for I think the guidance or the you know what will come in to to bring us peace. So it's um again just kind of making the note that you know if if we're experiencing a lot of uh, stuff with like as Jennifer said with our relationships, well Venus is in retrograde, so okay <laughs> that, that's why. <laughs> so it just helps to get off the judgment for me. Hi, this is Kaitleen. I was when you were talking, Diane. I just had this like a revelation for myself, and I know it's not new information, but it was just like, oh my gosh, when I self sabotage or you know anything like that, I thought, oh my gosh, that's an opportunity to love myself and be kind to myself instead of beating myself up or oh, you did it again. You know what kind of an idiot are you? And it's like I can just almost see Jennifer like in one of her videos going. Oh, this is a lesson for my learning, and I can be gentle and kind. And oh, that's too bad that you did that again. What can we do? What can what can I do to love myself right now? You know, instead of going into that same 
I'm telling you, well, sometimes when she's talking about her self-sabotaging behavior, I'm, I'm thinking like, uh, did you live my life or something? Because <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I'm like, I, like times 10, I'm like, yeah, I did that plus, baby, let me tell you. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, I, that's, I, that's why I think all of this works so much for me is because, or it's whole, well, that I can resonate with it because I know she's been there. She's done yeah. that. She knows what it's like to do the whole thing over and over and over <laughs> and over again, you know. And it's just like, ah, oh, so it's, thank you. I just, I, I hope I can hold on to that, that when I fall into those old habits that I can just say, oh, this is a chance to be nice to myself and love myself and take care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Kayleen, that, that you just said, though, because then it's a good reminder right back to me, is how powerful questions are. And if you, we just, and I have to, in fact, I'm going to do this and stick notes around my office if I have to. Um, what can I do to be more loving to myself right now? Because if we ask that question versus what's wrong with me, that's mm. a, we get a much different answer. So, you know, as we, as we are willing, because we only communicate with ourselves by telling ourselves something or asking ourselves, it's just one or the other. And so, you know, I can tell myself what a bozo I am, or I can ask a loving question, which is, you know, and then, then I could even, yeah, I could ask judger questions, like what's wrong with me, or why did I do that again, versus what you just said, which is just so beautiful. You know, think about how that opens us up. What can I do to be more loving to myself right now? How could I develop more compassion for myself? How could I share the benefits of my healing with others? Uh, you know, um, how can I cultivate gratefulness for the stuff that, that feels so constricted in the moment? Um, those questions will all lead me to much better answers. So thank you for that reminder. And Susan, did you want to add to this? Um, well, I just was... I I wasn't going to add to the conversation that just happened. I was going to bring up something else. Do you want me okay. to wait? No, no, go no. Ahead. Bring it up. Um, I had another experience that I still am struggling to understand. Um, last Saturday, I, I I was on the community call, um, left it feeling good as I always do, um, or challenged or whatever, you know. Um, and I started feeling really sleepy, and so I gave myself a nap. And I basically, from from noon on Saturday until sometime Sunday night, I slept. And um, I I do some work for Jennifer. And I, I've never missed doing it. And, um, you know, Saturday night came and went, and then Sunday came, and Jennifer's trying to get hold of me. And, and you know, I finally woke up Sunday night, and I have no idea what that was all about. It was just the most bizarre thing. I mean, you know, I've had experiences, you know, like after surgery or something like that where, you know, you sleep long hours and, and that kind of thing. But but I was well. I was, I was happy. I mean, happy. You know, I wasn't depressed. I wasn't anything. I just laid down and slept. Anybody have any <laughs> comments or or I'm still trying. 
you know, I know we don't know what anything is for. I understand that, and I keep trying to tell myself that, but there's part of me that's really curious about what that was all about. And it's come to me that maybe this was the preparation for this deep work that I did this week that, you know, landed me with um, getting the guidance for the not having the surgery. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. But it was just the weirdest experience. Susan, that's what, that's what came to me was that it was, I, I believe, or at least my experience has been that um, if we're willing to partner with our bodies, you know, they'll really help us. And, um, you know, they're not creative in and of themselves. I know that they're for learning and communication, but part of that communication is to us. And so um, that that's what I was just thinking. When, when when we sleep, I mean, at least I've heard, you know, that we go back into we, we go into non-physical, and mm-hmm. so it is an opportunity to uh, to really release and clear uh, the space that we've filled up with our thoughts. And um, so I, I that that to me seems like a perfect explanation. Your body was saying, okay. You know, you've asked for help, you've asked for guidance, you've asked for wisdom. So I'm going to answer. Sure, you know, let, let's let's take you down for the count. Let's get you. Let's help you clear so that you can get that guidance. I mean, that to me, that just seemed perfectly rational when you said that. Okay, thanks. Thanks. I feel like you went into a safe place, a cocoon, to work in the invisible while you were resting. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you would wake up and have the clarity to remember it? Doing it? Well, you got your answer about your arm, your skull. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I I sure did. It it was, you know, it was uh, almost a week later, but... um, but yeah, um, I certainly did get that guidance. Yeah, and so maybe that's what that was all about was just being able to clear my mind enough so that I would hear the guidance. And, and you know, I think we um, that release and clear meditation I'm doing for the second time, and 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 I, and I think there's a reason why they said do it right before you go to bed, and as Jennifer said, to really use that that time when your mind isn't engaged in dealing with the density of the physical world and and a lot can happen and so it was a gift i think your body gave you which was um and 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 i can only imagine because if i had missed something i had you know committed to doing i i'd be a little freaked out on one level too yeah. but you know so i i get that um and yet it's not something you know i i just think like gosh if we're going to if we're going to ask, it's it's been gently planned by one whose only will is for our good. So it's not something yeah. I don't think you have to be nervous or worried about. It's just we're asking for guidance, we're asking for help, we're asking for healing, and so then we got to trust the way it comes. And trust is not easy for me, so I'm really working on building that trust muscle. But um, well, so. of course, part of the reason that I didn't get too upset with myself was Jennifer's reaction when I finally got hold of her. You know, she was so loving and so kind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and so you know, I didn't, I didn't go into feeling guilty. I still was 
amazed that it happened, but right. um, she really, you know, gave it was such a loving response to the whole thing. That's great. So, so I think it's pretty cool, and and, and um, you know, just to say, you know, and that's why that. I, by the way, I highly recommend if people haven't done the release and clear meditation. The first time I did it, it was so amazing. It was like for 21 days, I would do that thing, and and, and there were nights I was so angry and so frustrated or whatever, but I would like I go through it anyway, and then I was like, I don't believe any of this stuff. And on the 21st day, it truly was a miracle. I went through it. As it was so matter of fact, like it was all so true. It all felt so so right. It was great. So um, you know, just all these tools I think are great. It's it's nifty to go on to new ones, but sometimes it's nice to go back and just repeat the ones that worked the first time. Yeah. Well, everybody, we have just a couple minutes left. So is there anybody that has a prayer request that they would like to um, ask before we close? This is Carol, and I'd like a prayer request for my sister Pamela, who's in rehab after breaking her hip and needing uh, motivation. Let's hope for motivation to... Not be afraid to get up and try to walk again. This is Grace. Can you hear? Yes. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'd like to pray for my daughter Madison. She's uh, we're moving her to a different city so she can start her college. And, and I think there's other uh, family members or relatives or friends that are experiencing the same thing. I like to pray for all these young people that are starting a new chapter in their life, that they be guided and protected and surrounded with understanding and compassion for themselves and love. And Sheila, did you have something you wanted to ask? Hi. Yes, I'd like to ask that we keep all of us in prayer that are struggling to try and stay in the class, try and keep everything going, just to help us all to keep going, keep pushing forward. I'd appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And this is Susan. I would like to put my daughter, Christine, um, I would like a prayer, prayers for her willingness to be open to um, finding her way. And, and this is Diane. I'd like to ask for prayers for uh, my husband that he would be willing to get some support either um, emotionally or, you know, through a counselor or some kind of energy work or something because the disability that he has is, is just so, it's gotten so much worse and and it's such a drain on his body and on his, his just his whole life. So just that he'd be open to getting some help. Yes. Okay, that's everyone. I'm going to pray us out here. I'm going to put everybody on mute while I pray us out, and then I'll unmute us when I'm finished with the prayer. So I'm placing my hand on my heart. 
taking that breath of love and gratitude once again. So grateful for all that is coming up for our healing. So grateful that we have the ability to stick to it, that we have the support and the love from our entire community to stay with our learning, to stay with our healing. to be able to open and feel the love. We're grateful that Susan had the clarity that she needed this week regarding her surgery and that her daughter Christine also has clarity surrounding any seeming challenges that she is having. We're grateful that Carol was able to feel the love and that she can make all of her relationships holy, that we can all make all of our relationships holy, and that her sister Pam is feeling the whole, complete perfection of who she truly is. We're grateful that Lori has done so much work on self-sabotage and that she can share all of that with us and that we can feel the benefits of that learning as well. We're also grateful for Diane's noticing the patterns coming up in her life and uh, we pray for her husband in any, that he have clarity of any guidance Uh, that would be beneficial to him as well. We're grateful for Kiteline's healing and clarity and self-love. And we're grateful for Grace and her experiences and surround her and her daughter Madison with love and protection in all of that they do. And we're just so very grateful that we have this beautiful space in order to do this work and share everything and support each other. And we're grateful that we can share all of the benefits of this healing and expansion with all that are here now, all who will listen later, and everyone, because we are one with them. So with grace and gratitude, we accept and allow it to be and so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Have a, Everyone, week. have a wonderful week. I'm going to keep you all in my prayers, too. Love you all. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Big, big hug and a kiss. Much yeah. love. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Nice job, Linda. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Linda. You're Bye. welcome. Goodbye, everybody. Enter star 1 to start recording the conference, or star 2 to return to the conference.